it's 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 also it's it's great. I mean, like even from hearing you talk about it, you can see sort of an excitement and glow about it. Like you've been involved in it for a while, you can see, but like sometimes people lose that, and like you, you seem to get more and more excited on podcasting. Absolutely, I think podcasting is such a great format for um, for independent voices. It's, it's such a democratic sort of thing. Whereas if you're creating good content, you will you will have a certain amount of success and. It's it's only really if you don't, if you stop creating and if your content isn't as good as it should be that you won't succeed. Basically, um, that's why I'm a little worried when it comes to like the big players getting involved now. When it comes to Spotify and Amazon and and even Stitcher to a degree, where they're kind of leaning towards this YouTube or Netflix model of podcasting. Um, so that that's kind of why I created TNC mm. as a model separate to that to kind of uh something that enables independent creators to stay independent um as as well as they can yeah because that's and then things are going to get more controlled and pc'd and they yeah like, absolutely the best thing about podcasting is it's freedom of speech like people can say what they want they could be honest there's no sort of censorship no sort of agendas in a way and a lot of times it's just honest talks Absolutely. And that's what I love about podcasting is that you can say anything and all you need is an RSS feed to, um, to have, to put your stuff out there. Hello everyone. And welcome to another episode of the Marvin's world podcast podcast, where we speak to tantalizing people who help people like you and me make what we love our full-time job. If you like the podcast, please give us a review on iTunes and share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share with everyone you hate. <laughs> now, in this particular episode, we have uh, Tycoon. We have a master of podcasting. <laughs> he is he is an awesome guy. It's a very great to have him on here. And he has the same first name as someone from what, a former member of One Direction. We have Zane C. Weber. Hello. That's me. That's me. It is spelled differently, though. So let's uh, let's uh, not, get, not get too crazy. I don't want any fangirls coming my way. <laughs> it's 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 a, it's an awesome name, though. It's a great sort of stage name. I feel. Thank you. Yeah, I'm actually named after an author, a, a country and western author. My my father got to name the boys. I got called Zane after Zane Gray, and my brother is Clint after Clint Eastwood. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Very yeah. sort of cool. And and what's the author like? Like Clint Eastwood, very masculine. And yeah, I mean, he's, he was kind of a pulp author, so he just kind of published a lot of different stories. Um, kind of got a, a bit of following. Sh- kind of short novels um, about yeah, just like uh, country and western shenanigans. Uh, my dad always kind of enjoyed enjoyed those so yeah that's how i got my name nice i i have a similar story as well in that my own effectively they were going through zodiac signs or whatever and they were looking for because i was going to be born in may they were looking for names that would bring good luck and said they look for the name beginning with m would be quite good and they got a name for my auntie marvin and that's that's how i got named yeah, awesome. I mean, there's a story to every name, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like even the ones that are made up, they you have a story about how you make them up. Because uh, I, I have a, a a friend and and a person on a podcast on my network who has a totally made up name. Is as far as he knows, is he's the only person with that name in the world. His parents made it up. His name is Chan Star. Uh, <laughs> C H A R N S T A R. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's the story that he gets to tell everyone. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and his parents uh, just didn't want to have uh, the same name as anyone else. It's yeah, I think it's good to have sort of a name that's not like if I mean the common name is sort of like Dan or Michael or like James, and it's good to have a name that's sort of says something different 
but not too different not work to the point where you get bullied but like something that <laughs> is a little different slightly different yeah well i've only ever met two other zanes one was a really cool like 10 year old guitar player who was starring in musicals that were touring the country and the other was uh just a, a carpenter who i met at the dentist <laughs> so kind of two spectrums <laughs> maybe i fall somewhere in the middle i'm not quite as cool as that 10 year old but uh Maybe I'm cooler than the carpenter at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always, there's always, you're always in between someone, no matter who you are. There's always going to be someone that's more than you in the certain areas, and there's always going to be someone that's less. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like, like Zane, tell us a bit about yourself. Like, how did you get into podcasting? And, and like, tell us your story. Anyway. Yeah. So I have been listening to podcasts. Um, since before they were called podcasts, since before Apple Podcasts was a was an app, really even before smartphones were a thing, uh, they were just kind of like internet radio shows that you had to like download a, an RSS reader to to listen to. Um, and then, so I've always been a big uh, listener of podcasts, and I've wanted to I wanted to make one since about maybe two thousand and five, two thousand and six. But it, that, it didn't happen until 2015 when I started my first podcast, which was a, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, as was the style of the time. Uh, and from that podcast, that's where I made my, uh, I made a website basically just to host the podcast rather than going on a podcast host uh, service. Uh, I wanted to self-host. And so then some people from that podcast wanted to make another podcast. So I hosted them as well. Uh, and then other friends of mine were like, oh, you know how to make podcasts. Can you help us make our podcasts? And then I started another couple. Uh, so I started out with a Dungeons and Dragons one. Then I made a sleep and meditation one because I'm a chronic, chronic insomniac. Uh, and then I created a musical theater podcast. And then I made a bad fan fiction podcast. Um, so that that website and kind of that phenomenon turned into what I what is my side project now, which is That's Not Canon Productions, which is a podcasting network and collective. So we create, we have about, we have over 100 podcasts on there now and about 170 podcasters involved with those podcasts. And basically what we do is we all uh, contribute to the network and using our collective clout, we can gain access to things that smaller podcasts can't usually do. Uh, in terms of like monetization or sponsorship, but also in terms of like audio libraries and uh, music licensing and and uh, and yeah, so that kind of collective reach and also kind of the technical know-how that comes with different podcasts. Some people are great at their social media game and other people are great at uh, copywriting. And so kind of bringing different people with different skills together. So that's the network that's what i do um kind of on the side of my podcast production which is i also get paid to make podcasts for businesses and community groups i do a lot of work with australian uh first nations cultural consultants so people who are kind of uh trying to educate the general public about um, First Nations people and First Nations culture because uh, it is something that Australia is only just starting to address now, especially in the, in the corporate sphere. So there's a lot of kind of movement in that. But I also work with, uh, I've worked with Autism Spectrum Australia and community groups like that with uh, For Disabled Peoples, creating podcasts, again, to kind of uh, develop resources and then distribute the resources as well. So podcasting is both a hobby and a full-time job for me. Um, so my, my baby at the moment is Castology, uh, which is my personal podcast, which I co-host with two others. And that is a podcast recommendation podcast. So we have, we kind of find the, the podcast that we would like other people to recommend. I try to go for the more independent podcast and the podcast that not everyone has heard of yet. And then we have the other hosts that Kind of one is a true crime aficionado, one is like a sports guy. So I uh, kind of get a lot of different podcasts there. So yeah, 
I, I do at the moment live and breathe podcasting. And I feel like I've been talking for a long time now. So feel free to interrupt if I, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's always, it's, it's great. I mean, like even from hearing you talk about it, you can see sort of an excitement and glow about it. And like you've been involved <laughs> in it for a while, you can see, but like sometimes people lose that. And like you, you seem to get more and more excited on podcasting. Absolutely. I think podcasting is such a great format for, um, for independent voices. It's, it's such a democratic sort of thing. Whereas if you're creating good content, you will, you will have a certain amount of success. And it's, it's only really if you, do, if you stop creating and if your content isn't as good as it should be that you won't succeed, basically. Um, that's why I'm a little worried when it comes to like the big players getting involved now when it comes to Spotify and Amazon and, and even Stitcher to a degree where they're kind of leaning towards this YouTube or Netflix model of podcasting. Um, so that, that's kind of why I created TNC mm. as a model separate to that, to kind of uh, something that enables independent creators to stay independent um, as, as well as they can. Yeah. Because that's and then things are going to get more controlled and PC'd, and it, yeah, like, absolutely. The best thing about podcasting is it's freedom of speech. Like people can say what they want; they can be honest. There's no sort of censorship, no sort of agendas in a way. And a lot of times, it's just honest talks. Absolutely, and that's what I love about podcasting is that you can say anything, and all you need is an RSS feed to um, to have to put your stuff out there. I mean, you can all already see what's happened with, with the Joe Rogan sale to Spotify is as soon as they imported him, they deleted episodes um, of his more controversial guests. And that's, that's kind of the way that Spotify goes because that is, they now have, he's now part of their corporate identity. And so he needs to toe the line. Uh, so he now does not have the same freedom of speech and opinion that he used to have. Uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I I don't really weigh in on that um, because I think for every for every person who's saying something controversial, um, I think there are other people trying to do very good things using the exact same tools, and I think that the tools are necessary um, regardless of what of what is being made with them. Yeah, I think. For, for myself and the podcast, I just want to sort of folk when it gets to political or social religious issues or whatever. I mean, he, he talks to anyone. He doesn't really give his toss, but he's, he's, that's one of the yep, great things absolutely. about the podcast. But I'm, I'm a bit iffy about that because I don't want someone to hate me just because of like the things that are easy to cause yep. hatred. You can have a chat with someone, you have a fantastic conversation, but I bet in America or in any sort of nation now, if you say, oh, I like Trump because of this or that, you know, they'll hate you straight away. But it doesn't matter that you've had a good conversation. People will, other people will love you. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. Like, I think it's more important that people can't, are allowed to say whatever they want so that you know who you're talking to and you know what they think. I think the exchange of ideas is more important than restricting who can say what. Yeah. It also makes us smarter. If we can't, if we can't, get any touch up to people exchange ideas or talk about things we're not going to get any I, I find that I learn a lot more from having a chat with someone than just on my own absolutely I think that is and that's something that podcasting has also done it's really encouraged uh, people to kind of try on this this mode of communication that is interviewing and like asking people their opinions and like how do you see the world and how do, how does what is your world like there are there are podcasts that i've listened to like from the caribbean and from south south africa that like the have exposed me to modes of thought and and styles of living that i didn't even conceive of existing before I listen to them on a podcast. And that is, that is one of the main benefits of podcasting, I think, is, is getting a really personal, um, really personal connection to the people that you listen to because they are literally speaking into your, into your ear. Um, rather, and, and it's less produced than, say, a TV documentary or a TV talk show that is for 
better or worse, very prepared and edited and um, policed, basically, um, for mm. for what is going to be said and what they're allowed to say and that sort of thing. Yeah. Do you do you know of Craig Ferguson? I do know of Craig Ferguson. Yes, big fan of uh, his podcast. Oh, I've not. I didn't know he had a podcast, but I, I was a big fan of his late night oh, talk I show. Know if he still has it. I think. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think it's way better than any of the other ones that are on now, by a mile. Yeah, absolutely. I I think there's a there is. I think that's also an effect of podcasting is that now that people have this other outlet to be a bit more free, you can see. Uh, you can see the that freedom appearing in other places, or that style of communication appearing in other places as well. Because um, podcasts is podcasts are, for lack of of a better <laughs> a better better description, um, uncontrolled at the moment. So, <laughs> except Joe Rogan. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, even so, like he chose to be controlled, and and the cost was a hundred million dollars. So, uh, I, I don't think I don't think there are many people who would turn down a hundred million dollars no. um, for for even for what he did. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's. I do. It's one thing I want to say is like. Do you, do you believe that Craig Ferguson went and like did was completely unscripted, like it appeared, or do you think it was? Because I do feeling he was a lot more loose than a lot of them now. I mean, I like Conan O'Brien, but the others yeah. seem very bland. Yeah, I, I would say he was perhaps more unscripted, um, or perhaps a bit more off the cuff. But like, I think anything that goes on TV is is going to have a degree of production behind it. There will be, there, there's always going to be a, a showrunner and a team of writers uh, behind a, a late show. Though perhaps he was given more freedom when it came to the interviews and that sort of thing. Yeah. Would he get away with some of the things he did there now in TV? <laughs> no. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I guess again, it depends on 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 the on the channel, of course. Uh, cable TV is doing crazy things. I think I think TV is changing uh, with streaming services as quickly as podcast is changing towards the same sort of model. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I, I think it really depends on who who picks it up and like how much they're going to pay. Like Craig Ferguson is is a great talent. Like he deserves to be paid for what he does, but. I think the 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 bigger players with the more money to throw at it are gonna are gonna have more more thoughts and more more opinions about what he can and can't say and do on his show. It's good that you mentioned his podcast. I'm having a look straight away, <laughs> but uh, I one thing I want to ask of you. So you're saying that with podcasting as long as you're producing good content and as long as you're producing it regularly, you will grow at some point. But when would you, how long would you say it took you to grow and how long should people sort of expect to see growth and development in their podcast? Um, one that, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think that changes depending on the podcast and it changes depending on what your personal idea of success is. There are a lot of podcasters who, the the act of creating the podcast is the goal. They're not after like global success and and turning it into a career. I think when you start a podcast, you really have to map it out. Is like what is what is the minimum success that I can achieve in what however long I'm willing to dedicate to this project to continue to make it worth continuing podcasting. Um, that's a conversation I have with everyone that I sit down to kind of help start a podcast. It's like, what are you hoping to achieve? Is it monetization? Is it mass sponsorships? Or is it, or is this just a fun hobby for you? Um, I am not 
I'm, I'm not a typical podcaster in the sense that I am very much more interested in helping other podcasters create their products than I am in getting my own voice out there. Um, yes, I have lots of podcasts because I was uh, addicted to making podcasts for a good number of years. Uh, and I guess my most popular podcast, which is Castology, that kind of took off straight away. So <laughs> I don't like to use it as, as a common example. Um, after it was about, I think we were three months in when we were achieving about 10,000 downloads a week. Um, and that that is now uh, monetized, etc. We have ads playing on that. So I think when it comes to, when I say you need good content, you need to have, that includes the regularity of your posting. It also includes um, how you promote your, how you promote your content. Discovery is the biggest problem for every podcast is like, how do you let people know that you have a podcast and that this is content that they are interested in, in finding. There are very few methods that people discover new podcasts except word of mouth uh, and also being featured on podcast apps. So social media is uh, kind of a double-edged sword for podcasts because it is free, but it takes so much time. And if you're not willing to pay to be featured on social media, it's also going to be middling successful. I think picking one social media and doubling down on it um, is probably the way to go. And so we've, we've seen, I've seen podcasts with success just using Instagram. They just focus on Instagram. They build an Instagram following and, and build through that. On the other hand, there are podcasts that use Reddit. Um, Reddit has only like Reddit ads again, middling success, but they have a very engaged community. And if you tap into that community, they and get them involved in your podcast they can be very very helpful in spreading the word um beyond just you telling people that you have a podcast um there are several services like podchaser and listen notes and whatever that are also good i use listen notes religiously um to find new independent podcasts because they their search function doesn't just put the most popular podcasts first um they they kind of equally favor um, new and independent podcasts as well. And that's listennotes.com. Um, and that's a totally free service. It's just a search engine for podcasts. So I highly recommend people get their podcast on there. Um, it usually scrapes data from Apple and Spotify, but if you, you can go on there and put it in manually and you can claim it and make sure that you, all your details are correct as well. That's not sponsored. I, I'm just a big fan of the service. <laughs> yes, there's no, there's no paid ads, guys, all right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting point because I see a lot of... I hear some sort of mixed reviews in terms of podcasting. Like some people say that Twitter and Facebook are better for advertising podcasts. Others say that Instagram's maybe not suited for it because it's podcast more of a listening thing. And like I think YouTube audience um because youtube is is interesting you need video content firstly but if you have video content youtube is good because it helps with discovery because you'll appear on like you've watched this maybe you'll like this youtube is a little bit more algorithmic that way twitter i found is really good if you want to interface with other podcasts or other businesses that are interested in your podcast when it comes to dealing with like the public or like general people who are listening to who you want to listen to your audience, then probably something like Facebook or Instagram uh, where it's a bit more personal. Um, Twitter I find is more, is nowadays more of a, uh, um, like a business sort of is, is best for business networking. But again, that's just my experience. I'm not a social media, uh, a social media person, but like, in my experience in, in trying to market podcasts on all these different platforms, different audiences focus on different social media. I think if you're talking to a general audience, um, probably Facebook, Instagram, and maybe Reddit are where you're at, where you should be looking. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think of TikTok? Would that help promote podcasts? Because I've seen it. 
I've not seen many podcasts in it, but I've seen a lot of stupid clips in it. Yeah, I think if you're going to use TikTok, you have to be, you have to use TikTok as a personality who has a podcast, not as put clips of your podcast on TikTok. Yeah. Um, I think TikTok's a very dynamic and it, it, TikTok runs by creating memes. So if you can somehow tie those memes into your podcast content and become a personality on TikTok who interacts with other personalities on TikTok, that's, that's the way to use TikTok. Um, I have a couple people on my network who, um, who, are, who are quite big on TikTok and they use TikTok as a way to um, gather an audience, but their podcast is not what, they, what they're pushing in their, in their TikToks. Basically, they're just participating in TikTok and then in their bio or like in every, every like 10th, uh, 10th TikTok or whatever, they'll, they'll just mention, hey, I have a podcast and it's about this. Or like, oh, you asked that question. I answered that in my TikTok, in, in my podcast, sorry. So you should go listen to that. Um, yeah, TikTok is, is very, I think, I think it's very obvious when people are marketing things on TikTok. And I think the TikTok audiences are very averse to that sort of, um, that sort of thing. What what do you mean by like memes in a way? Like it's a meme sort of place as opposed meme to factory. <laughs> yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, so I think TikTok just because of the rapidity, like a trend can come and go on TikTok in three days. Like a dance comes, a dance goes, and then if you're doing that dance in two days after it's gone, people are like, well, why are you still doing that? Uh, I think TikTok comes and goes very quickly, and it's a way. And really, it's a it's a way of like verifying whether you are real or not. In the sense that if you can keep up with the trends on TikTok, um, you are basically part of that group. So it, it's it's kind of a, a an insular way. And the way that the TikTok algorithm works as well is it will it will show you people who have very similar interests to you already. So um, unless you go out of your way to cultivate. Uh, cultivate an algorithm within your viewing habits of showing you and in people who are very different to you. Okay. Could I, I want, could I show you something and I want to see your view in it? This oh, is, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's a bit, cause he's, he's a bit of a uh, bit different on his TikTok, but I'll show you him. And um, I'll just share the screen just quickly. Mm -hmm. See what you think of him. So this is this guy. He's 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 what he does. He just produces really sort of absurd and stupid videos, and then he gets people to interact on them. So let's have a look here. This is what he does, and he's got he's got six hundred thousand followers. So. <laughs> okay. Yep. In a bad pub. Woman. Yeah. Been bad when practicing my slapping techniques on a pumpkin. So here we go. Okay, and then that, that's that's his whole sort of podcast thing, and or his TikTok thing. And he's he's just like he just and then people heckle him and they say, "Are oh, you mentally disturbed?" And then he does a video and he goes, "I'm not mentally disturbed. I'm gonna read you up or whatever." And then that's his that's his whole TikTok. I mean, that's that's kind of exactly what I mean by it's a meme factory. It's uh, it's someone making a joke to see if it gets a reaction and then building on it uh, and then having other people imitate and build on it in their own way and, like, this this constant wave upon wave of, uh, of, of different uh, jokes or memes that kind of sweep through the community. I think, yeah, that that's... Being weird is a, a real way to get people's attention because they're like, wait, why are you doing this and why am I watching it? Uh, and whether or not they love it or hate it, it's, it's got their attention. <laughs> so that's, that's why I like TikTok is, is very interesting as a social media just because it is so rapid. I don't think there's any other, any other social media that is as rapid as TikTok. And you can be irrelevant on TikTok uh, two days after you have like a spike if something goes viral. Um, it's really, it, it's it, it's an interesting it's an interesting platform. Um, 
I don't I don't think there is I don't think there's a lot of synergy for podcasts on TikTok, except if your host is uh, charismatic enough and willing to put in the time and effort to generate TikTok content uh, in parallel to their podcast content. I don't think you can share podcast content on TikTok and have it be a great medium, unless your your podcast content is hilariously funny and or weird or controversial uh, and kind of try to generate interest that way. Yeah. So if you, if you do a video and say, listen, guys, I'm going to tell you why, why Donald Trump is the sexiest man in the world and everything <laughs> he says is right. Look, yeah. If you, if you, <laughs> if you did a really earnest a TikTok about that, I'm sure you would get some interaction. Yeah. <laughs> Not too sure what kind of interaction, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it would be, um, it would be people kind of taking that audio and, uh, and, and using it for their own, uh, creating their own characters about uh, <laughs> who think that Donald Trump is the sexiest man alive. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he apparently does quite well with women. A lot of women find him attractive, if surprisingly. <laughs> Oh, look, look, I, I'm not going to comment. I'm, I'm not an Adonis myself, uh, but I do not find Donald Trump attractive physically or <laughs> in any other way. <laughs> but it's, it's, it, we, yeah. No, I'm just getting over that. Cause I was just thinking that you're saying like focus on one platform and is it, is it, is it a bit like with programming like when you're doing java or you're doing like c++ they say that once you figure out one platform you can then apply it to others because what you do then is you you apply different sort of rules or codes for it but you figure out sort of the general theme of how things work in, in the programming language so you can apply it to other things and is it the same when you're marketing on social media because like once you figure out one platform, you can be like, ah, this is how it works. Da -da 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 -da. I definitely think that that is an applicable metaphor. Yeah. I think when you're starting up, focus on the one that you know how to use. Um, so if you know how to use Facebook, if you're comfortable with that, that medium, or if you know how to use Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, if you're comfortable with that medium and you know what's going to work and you know, use that to promote yourself. And then once you're kind of in that rhythm, try adding another social media on there. So perhaps as soon as someone asks, oh, I found you on Facebook. I love your podcast. Are you on Instagram? As soon as someone asks for a social media, you should definitely create it. Um, because that means if one person's asking, there are dozens of others who have looked, haven't found you, and therefore you've kind of lost that attention. Um, when it comes to uh, marketing, like it, it is kind of like you have to find just what works for you and what works for your content and what speaks to your audience. I know that there are podcasts that I create that would not find an audience on Facebook because they are, they're very young. They're very fickle. <laughs> um, whereas uh, Facebook now is a lot is a bit more professional is a bit more um is a bit more older demographic uh and especially like when it comes to like there are podcasts that would that are specifically focused to succeed on linkedin which is a social network that no one really thinks about when it comes to marketing podcasts but there are podcasts specifically focused for uh professional development and or business uh thinking or uh, how to talk to professionals in a specific field that do really well on LinkedIn because their content and their audience gravitate towards that platform. Um, so it really is, uh, depending on your podcast type, finding where your audience is. And if you're making a podcast for yourself, that's the easiest one. Like, you know what you do, you know where you are. So you can just follow that trail. If you're making a podcast for other people that's when you have to kind of sit down and kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes for a while and, and by saying that once you do make a podcast for you that's quite easy what do you mean by that like 
So I made a podcast called Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. And that was a music, that was a podcast for me. I wanted to uh, basically research different musicals. I wanted to see what other people thought about musicals. I wanted to talk about musicals. Uh, so that is, that was a podcast whose main audience was people like myself. So I, wherever I go to basically find news about musicals or interact with musical fans, that's where I marketed that podcast. Uh, usually that would be, would have been Facebook and Twitter because that's where I would find people who uh, interacted with me on that content. So I started with Facebook content and then moved on to Twitter once kind of Facebook was in its own rhythm. Uh, that being said, uh, I run another podcast. Am I allowed to swear here? Yeah, Is this say here? what you want. <laughs> I run another podcast called And Then They Fucked, uh, which is a bad fan fiction podcast. Um, that doesn't do well on Facebook. Also doesn't do well on Instagram because they both have kind of profanity. Uh, Instagram particularly has a profanity filter. And then they fucked us really well on Twitter. Twitter is a much more kind of fast-paced, easygoing, you can say whatever you want on Twitter. Um, speaking of Donald Trump. Uh, so it is, it's really <laughs> just finding like where you can promote and where your audience is going to latch onto your content. And what, why, um, and how does, so a lot of the times, how, how does someone know which platform's the best? How do they go about discovering that? Uh, well, where are other podcasts similar to yours promoting? I think that's a really, really good one. Social media marketing um, uses a tool called a lookalike audience where it asks Facebook, like, we want to know the audience of this product, whether, say that, say they're marketing beauty products. We want to know where this particular beauty product, where their audience is, who's looking at it and what is their demographics. And then they'll basically just copy that audience and, and apply it to their marketing campaign. If you can't afford to hire someone to do that, to ask Facebook about that, you can try and use the tools yourself. They are there. Um, what you can do is just search for, if you're doing, say, uh, a podcast about motorbikes and motorbike maintenance and that sort of thing, you can search for motorbike maintenance on motorbike podcasts on social media, see where people are having success, see where they get engagement, um, and then try and follow their lead. Uh, I think podcasting at the moment, there is there's a lot of different podcast marketing in a lot of different ways. So you can try to find your, your content um, or similar content along the same lines um, and try to tap into that from the outside. Okay. And what's, uh, what, well, I feel what I was going to say now. What? <laughs> Sorry, I, I am joining on a lot. I, I apologize. <laughs> what's, yeah, one of the things I find with the, being a comedian myself and a lot of performing artists, like we, a lot of us set ourselves on the big goals or on the big sort of thing. And I was speaking mm -hmm. to someone called Delaney Fisher. Do you know her? Oh, I have not heard of Delaney Fisher. She runs the Self Helpless podcast and she... Oh, I've heard of that podcast though. Yeah, she's, she's with... She um, says when she wanted to be an actress... Well, she, wanted, she thought she would get someone who was a professional actress to tell her what it's really like so she could see if it's n worth it or not. And one of the things that I'd find quite... I think people need to do is set themselves very smart goals, as they say, or like uh, they need to find out whether it's truly what they want. And I feel that a lot of people in my field, and also in podcasting you find yourself, People want to do it because it sounds nice, but they don't assess whether they really want to do it or whether it's for them. Pod fade is a real thing, everyone. <laughs> um, I, in my experience, if you make it past the third episode and you're still keen, you have, I think you have an 80% chance of succeeding, of continuing creating the podcast. If you make it past the seventh, then it's almost 100%. That it's, it is very... And that's kind of why I sit down with people and go, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve before you even start recording a podcast? It's kind of very good to talk about that. Um, 
when it comes to mentorship, I'm very much behind that. And that's kind of why I started the network to act as a mentor to new podcasts, uh, kind of helping them figure out exactly what they want to do and, and how they want to do it and how would be the best way to do it and whether they actually wanted to start a podcast or whether they wanted to start a YouTube channel uh, or whether they wanted to start um, or whether they just wanted to be like a social media influencer. Um, a podcast can lead to either of those things, but it is not kind of uh, a sure ticket to either of those things. Okay. And with how, so to, to inform someone in like who's listening or in the podcast, like, could you tell us like how much sort of work goes into making podcasts a full-time thing, like just running a podcast and also being a producer? Like, because I can imagine, whoa. Um, I would say actually recording, producing a podcast. Uh, So if if you're the host and you want to host and produce and then promote, you're probably looking at between, if you you want to do it, like make a real success, you you really need to put in at least 12 to 20 hours a week. Um, It's it's not a, a very simple thing. The, the huge success stories success stories in podcasting they the ones that started out doing nothing um, I think their time has passed now um, they kind of rode with the rise rode the wave of the rise of podcasting itself I think that wave is still rising but there are so many voices in podcasting now that unless you promote it as well as produce it you're not going to get the the kind of big success of like Mark Maron or Chris Hardwick or or, or Joe Rogan. Um, those those kind of stories, I think, are something of the past. I work. Uh, I would estimate between between fifty and seventy hours a week. Um, that's because I work for myself and I work with a lot of other people. Uh, I wouldn't suggest. <laughs> doing that i think that's that's overkill um on my own podcasts i probably work uh uh, across a few of them i probably work about 30 hours a week on those podcasts yeah Yeah. because it's that's that's what a lot of people think like a lot of people say oh they want to be an actor but when you're an actor you're in a bloody tent for bloody hours on end you have to get up yep. at 5 a.m you got to act for a whole day for one scene that's maybe only five minutes yep that's the thing like with acting like the real job is auditioning like that's the real job when it comes to acting i think with podcasting the real job is content management like you have to find the content you have to create the content uh the actual podcasting part of it is maybe 10 percent of the work that goes into a podcast um the, the stuff that you have to do beforehand, the stuff that you have to do afterwards, that is the, the great majority. So the, the preparation and the promotion of the content, that, that is the great majority of the work that is now a necessary part of podcasting. Okay, and what... Because one thing I find in comedy and a lot of performing artists, and I think probably in podcasting as well, a lot of people want to do something but they like to hop on trends or they like to try and speed the way to success. They want the success, but they don't want to put the work into it. And they, they don't want to have their own unique voice. They don't want to go through the process and they don't want to create their own unique thing. And what do you say to people with that mindset? Um, I mean, that can work in podcasting at the moment if you have a lot of money to throw at it. Um, that's the thing. If you have, if you have the money to launch, uh, like if like launch Spotify ads, launch Stitcher ads, launch Overcast ads, as well as a massive Facebook and Instagram campaign, uh, and then hire a producer, hire a publicist to launch your podcast, like what Spotify do to their own podcasts. If you have the money to throw at that, you can still bypass the actual having good content part of podcasting. What you can't do is get people to keep listening. Um, You can have people know your name and know that you have a podcast, but if it's not 
interesting to listen to and if it's not recorded well and if it's if you're not engaged in your own content people won't listen it's it's like like you can have a a tv show that is super well produced but it's got no story people know that it exists but they're not going to watch it so i think with podcasting it is yeah like there is a a differential like you can you can throw a lot of money at the problem of uh becoming a famous podcaster uh and have a degree of success just by paying for it but it's not going to be long-lasting success and it's not going to be meaningful success uh because you you yourself won't be involved in the process uh of actually creating your like you said your unique voice and your unique place within podcasting like every other industry paying your dues isn't just like a a matter of paying money it's a matter of being involved in the industries so that you 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 gain that level of knowledge of like where you're coming from and the people that you're interacting with and how you proceed from there um paying your dues in acting is much the same way as paying your dues in podcasting the more you are involved in your own process and the more that you are involved in creating meaningful content to yourself and your listeners and the more that you listen to your your listeners um i think that is that that is what it makes a successful podcaster um for, for using the example of castology which is my my baby my my most popular podcast at the moment it is we we provide interesting content so we provide reviews and recommendations of podcasts the majority of our apple podcast reviews and the feedback we get on social media is like we love listening to you guys you have such funny banter and it's so it's so relaxing to listen to you uh sit down with your friends and talk about podcasts so while the content is there it is a matter of building a rapport with your listeners and 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 building the content around what they want to hear it's um there's a you probably know him already but he's a comedian called nigel un and he has an alternative character called uncle roger yes yep <laughs> <laughs> what he what he i i i know him and he's a comedian on the uk circuit and he what he said was so he he obviously gets people interested by building social media following but he does the podcast so that they know him and then they buy tickets yeah absolutely i mean that's that is a podcast is a great way to create a very personal relationship with with your listeners and with your fans um i think that that is the that is the ma- magic of of podcasting i think like it's not just another publicity tool it's really a way of communicating your personality and and your personhood to other people so it removes a lot of the the veils and the smoke and the mirrors between fame and famous people and the regular people that listen to them um because if you're relating to someone on on a personal level and you're hearing someone um create ideas that that's that's kind of the magic of podcasting i think hmm. what what has been some interesting journeys and struggles you've had to make like podcasting your main job and then also being like a podcast advisor to others um having the same difficult conversations over and over again is a real is a real problem for me there are a lot of people who <laughs> to have a podcast uh who really don't don't really want to have a podcast like you were talking about like they want to achieve something and they think that podcasting is the way to achieve that other thing um in, in terms of like yeah becoming a famous actor or becoming uh an unknown person podcasting yeah and having that kind of conversation be like i can help you make a podcast but you might be better spending your time elsewise if you want to achieve that i can help you achieve these other things through a podcast and these other things might lead to that but there isn't a direct line um 
that that's that's something that never gets easier uh disappointing people uh the other thing is dealing with all of the different services um apple podcasts particularly are so opaque in the services that they offer and when something goes wrong you have no options but to just tell them hey something's gone wrong and hope cross your fingers and hope that they can fix the issue for you um when I, I'm administrating over a hundred podcasts now, and it's like, oh, like I ha- I have to tell people like I've done everything that I personally can do. With you, you're you're um you're in the hands of the Apple gods at the moment, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and their tech support. <laughs> um, that that's also yeah the the tough the tough side of things is relying on other people to solve problems for you because. Uh, podcasting while it is an independent uh media in the sense that you can own your own rss feed you can publish whatever you want people still uh subscribe to you your podcast in the majority using apps and so you have to interface with those apps and that is that's the other big kind of stumbling block because also the rules change they change from month to month apple Apple likes to switch things around. Spotify does it less, um, but all, all the apps are introducing new functions and new usability. And while that is great for podcasts, it does change things very quickly. And kind of keeping up with that is, is another big challenge, yeah. Oof, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but what's... <clears throat> in terms of... Man, it must be a minefield at times. I can see, like, <laughs> I guess it never gets boring, though. No, it never does. Uh, that, and that's why I love podcasts. That's, I think that is, that's why I, that's why I've gone full time. That's why I'm focusing so much on podcast is it's always something different. It's always something interesting. You meet so many interesting people and you hear their ideas, um, I, I think, sorry if I didn't answer your question before, I think when making a podcast and making it successful, the biggest stumbling block is always, always homework. <laughs> you have to do the preparation, like you have to prepare content and make sure that it's up to your regular standard. And yeah, maintaining that enthusiasm, even on the weeks when like you're busy doing 10 other things and there's, there's uh, not, in, not a lot of enthusiasm for the stuff that you have to do to maintain your, your feed. Um, that's also a big thing. Yeah. Hmm. There's another thing that I want to go into because you're saying about quality and feedback and all that. But like one of the things with Evan Carmichael, he's, he does a lot of motivational videos and he's, he said it took him like maybe 10,000 videos before he started getting any good at it. And one, one of the things with the podcasting, one of my aims is like, if I get to a thousand videos or a thousand episodes, then there's going to be some, there's gonna, some shit's going to hit the fan. I'm going to learn something from it. <laughs> <laughs> Something's got to stick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, you've got to focus on the quality, but how much would you say someone needs to produce how many episodes should someone produce? And yeah, that's the problem. Um, my personal philosophy is make something. Make it first and then learn from that and continue making. I think that it is a very common story that people who have made 100 episodes and they go like, hey, we just had our 100th episode. Celebrate for us. Uh, don't listen to the first 10 or so. They were pretty rough, but now we're doing very well with the production side of things. I think there is a lot of leeway for you to learn through the process. That's what I did. Uh, My first podcast, the first maybe 40 episodes are trash. They don't listen to them. They're horrible, poorly produced, poorly recorded, (laughs) but they're up, they're out there. And that's how I learned. That's how I cut my teeth. The same with the RSS feed. Like I did everything wrong on my first podcast, but that's how I learned. It was now there is, you know, that with more eyes on podcasting, there's a little bit less, uh, 
I'm going to say, uh, I guess, uh, there's less leeway you have with producing poor quality audio. Um, so ask, ask someone, ask for advice. There are lots of podcasters who love to talk about podcasting. I'm one of them. Uh, just reach out, ask for advice, ask about your mics, ask about the room that you should record in, ask about editing and software options. Like there are, there's a lot of advice out there and you don't, you won't have to pay for it. You just have to find the right person to kind of, or the right people to give you the advice on how to start and how to maintain in, in a manner that with, in which you can continue. Um, I, I still personally have a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, I give, I give podcasters a lot of leeway, especially if they're like during COVID if they had to record over Zoom and their audio wasn't up to scratch, it's like, okay, that's, everyone's there. Um, so I, I give people a lot of leeway, but there is, it's getting less and less. You have to kind of have a, a decent uh, audio output to be taken seriously. Um, so yeah, I, my advice is always ask someone who knows, ask someone who knows better. Um, they're out there. Yeah, it's, I did a, what's it called, a Law of Attraction episode with a life coach. And this is a lot of people, when they get in advice, they seek people from the, uh, below them, or they seek people at the same level with them. And that's poor information. So if you want to be like a professional comedian, speak to someone who's done it. If you want to be a professional singer, speak to someone who's done it. And as you said, if you want to get good in podcasting, speak to someone who's a professional who enjoys doing it, and they're happily to talk about it, like you said. Absolutely. And that's the thing, like it's, it's made what it, it's a couple of hours out of, uh, out of their day. And then you get, uh, you get enough knowledge to kind of make your first move. Um, being a mentor, speaking as a mentor, being a mentor is easy compared to uh, asking someone to be a mentor. So I always appreciate when people reach out for help because, and I always try to or I always try to give them uh, meaningful advice because I think we're all going to, the, the industry is going to be made stronger the more people that are active and passionate and engaged in podcasting. Yeah, I 100% agree with what you said there. That's a great thing to do. And like, we, it's not, none of this is a competition. Like one of the things that in creative arts, people think it's a competition. No, it isn't. All it's about is just getting your own audience and doing your best in it. Yep, and just help absolutely. you. It's not a competition, but everyone seems, a lot of people seem to see it as that. And one thing that I find in comedy sometimes is, yeah, you want to help out, but then you get some people that will, they do it in such a way that you don't want to help them out. Like they do it where they, yeah. What's the difference in terms of someone that asks help in the right way and someone that asks it in the wrong way where they don't want to put the effort in, they just want to maybe steal something and see it as a competition rather than someone yeah. that just wants to learn and get better about their art. To be honest, I haven't had many of those. I haven't had a lot of people who have approached me. I think, I think the wrong way to approach someone is to um, definitely don't neg them. Don't, don't treat them like they're uh, <laughs> like they are like, like they, sh they owe you this. Um, I yeah. think, I think the right way to do it is to really just kind of acknowledge what they have achieved. Uh, so, and, and show that you've done your research and like why you've come to them. I think that is the best way to do it is like, I heard you on this podcast and I really liked what you did. So I went and had a look at your website or I went and had a look at your social media and I have this problem. And I was wondering if you could take, if, if, if you could give me some advice on how to, to do this. Um, so I think going there and just saying like, Hey, I saw your podcast. I want to be Joe Rogan. How do I do that? Um, all that's going to do is make me say you can't be Joe Rogan. Like that's <laughs> because uh, yeah, yeah. You, you haven't, you haven't posed a question there uh, because no one can be Joe Rogan. There's never going to be another Joe Rogan. I think <laughs> it's, it's really a matter of like sh demonstrate that you have done research and what your stumbling blocks are so that I can, I can give you some meaningful information or that they can give you some meaningful information when I'm asking for help, because I do this all the time. I, I approach podcasters that like I, I struggle with social media. So when I see a podcast with great social media presence, I go and I ask them, 
who who is doing this and how did you achieve it? What is going on? But I, I, I say like, I really loved what you did um, on Facebook and your web presence is just so organic. How is that achieved? And framing the question that you can get an answer to um, rather than just going like, hey, I want to be famous. Please do that for me. Yes, yeah. that's... That, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it's a funny thing, but I mean, look at a lot of the people that are really good at their stuff. They often always adopt a learner's mindset. Like if you look at Rafael Nadal, he's always looking to learn. Like he's asking people questions and he's, he's always doing something. And like top level sportsmen or in any field, they always like looking to work and something or they're looking to grow and just they're, they're never fully happy, but they're always open. Absolutely it's very obvious when someone approaches you with the, with the willingness to do the work. And that, that's really what I respond to is if someone yeah. is passionate about what they're doing and they just want advice on how to best achieve, I, I, I will give them all the time in the day that I have. If someone is kind of like, Hey, can I know the shortcuts? Uh, that's when I'm like, well, there aren't really shortcuts. Uh, <laughs> um, so even though technically there are uh, the shortcut is doing it the right way the first time without having to redo it over and over again. Yeah. <clears throat> it's uh, with everything. It's a commitment and you've got to, it's, you've got to make a decision. Either you're going to do it or not. Either you want to do it like with podcasting, like you got to decide what you want to be and like, do you enjoy it? Is it for you? And then just go after it and be willing to spend time because some people it takes maybe 20 years to make, make good in what they love. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say uh, thank you for coming to the podcast. It's been awesome. Oh, you're welcome. I, I, I've enjoyed the chat. Thank you very much. Uh, two two more questions before we go. Um, yep. Like, what life advice would you give to younger self? And what is a quote you like to live the rest of your life by? Uh, oof, okay. Uh... I guess to my younger self, I'd be like, just start making things and stop being so afraid of, of failing. Um, I think I was held back a long time, even from starting podcasting, but like in so many things held back just by like the fear of not being the best at what I was doing at any given time uh, or, or of like not succeeding. Whereas like, I think my philosophy now is just like, okay, yeah, make it and learn from your mistakes, if there are any. Um, I think that that's definitely my advice for my younger self. And the second question was, what is my life philosophy now? Uh, my life philosophy now is radical honesty. Um, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I tell the truth all of the time. Uh, as I see it, I will always explain how I've come to my conclusions. And I will always say like, yeah, this is my opinion, but this is why it's my opinion. But if someone asks, do I look bad in this dress? I'll go, you don't look great in that dress. No, I prefer the other one. Um, ra radical honesty is, is how I prefer to live my life. And honestly, it does get me in trouble because I also, part of radical honesty is assuming that other people are always honest with you. Um, yeah. uh, and until it's proven otherwise. So you do have to kind of uh, accept the disappointment when people aren't honest with you with the... Uh, the joy of when they are honest with you. That's, that's one thing that scares the shit out of me. Cause sometimes when you try and be honest with people, they don't take the feedback well. And the thing is you have to be very cautious in how you give the feedback. So I'm, yeah. I'm the person that I'll cry if someone gives me harsh, honest feedback, but then afterwards I'm okay about it. But I always try to make it constructive as well. I think I also, I grew up not being, uh, being terrible at taking feedback of any, of any kind. Um, and I, it's definitely something I had to learn to deal with. And honestly, acting and performing, that was a great way to kind of learn to take direction and, <laughs> and deal with it. It was like, it's not about you personally, it's about what you're trying to do. And we're helping you do that. So yeah, when I, when I, when I am honest, it's like, yes, you don't look great in that dress there's a better one over there. Try that one. Um, so rather than just going, you're bad, you're like, you're bad, 
but you can be better by doing this. Um, or at least in my opinion, this would be better. Uh, so yeah, like radical honesty is not just being a blunt and terrible person. It's definitely uh, a way of accepting your truth and kind of uh, communicating that well to other people or trying to. Yeah. Yeah, it's always how you phrase it. You've got to put a bit of, you can't just, you can't be like Gordon Ramsay. And like, this is... Well, look, yeah, like I, I don't, I, I know that I would not respond well to Gordon Ramsay style criticism. So <laughs> I try not to give it to too many people. He, he, I mean, he is, he is, he is, he means well, though. That's the thing. Even oh, absolutely. Tweeting. It comes from a place of both, both entertainment and support. Like, you know that he's, he is trying to do the best by those people and do it in an entertaining way. But, like, it's so confronting to be in, the, in that position. How, I don't get sworn out a lot. Uh, but, but when it does happen, I'm like, oh, I do not like this situation. I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, one more thing I want to ask you is what would is there anything you'd like to plug in the podcast? Um well okay well you can go to that's not canon.com so that is the network that I run so it's a it's a network collective so we're not a network in that we claim we don't claim anyone's IP. We don't claim anyone's revenue. All we do is we provide tools and support to kind of help you achieve whatever goals you're trying to achieve, whether that's audience growth or whether you want to achieve sponsorship, that sort of thing. Um, so that's not canon.com. There you'll find my podcasts. Uh, I've mentioned a few like Castology and Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, uh, Murder in the Land of Oz, I'm the producer on, and then they fucked. Um, uh, one third of life is the sleep podcast. Look, I've got a lot of podcasts. I have a problem. I've admitted it. I'm dealing it with my therapist. Um, that's not canon.com is the main place for that. But like, feel free to reach out. Like, I'm happy to have this chat just personally rather than on a podcast or, or uh, reach out. Like, I'm happy to help. Um, and we're always looking for like independent podcasters who, who would like to join the network to kind of get some support and talk to other independent podcasters. Yeah, that's been it, guys. You listen here. He is here. Give him, <laughs> if you need any podcasting needs, guys, back home, make sure you listen. He is your man. And remember, most importantly, his name is Zane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, take care. Uh, hit me up with some links that you want to share as well. And will do. Take care in the pandemic. Best of luck with everything. And well, well, you take care of it over there. We're pretty good over here. So, well, yeah, we're kind of uh, just sending sending our good vibes everywhere else. Yes, please. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so long I can survive being locked in the boom cupboard. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good one. It was great to chat. You too, man. See you later. See you later. Well... That has been the tantalizing Zane Weber. Yes, he is related to um, Zane Malik from One Direction. He was lying there. <laughs> no, he's, he's absolutely awesome. I hope he's given you a lot of insightful tips for producing a good podcast and for it to grow. And I'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.